Bonjour et bienvenue à Roland Garros. Hello, everybody. It's Chris Otto coming at you live from Paris. This is the Lucky Let Cord podcast, a Tennis Now production sponsored by Tennis Express. And I am so thrilled to be here on Saturday, May 25th, just one day before first ball at Roland Garros in the main draw. I'm sitting at a very special place on the grounds. And before I tell you where I am, Let's get this show started with a proper introduction. Sitting live, far east section of the grounds here at Roland Garros and did I mention that I'm thrilled to be here in such a beautiful city at such a beautiful Grand Slam event. I am sitting at the far east portion of the grounds in the brand new show court named Simone Mathieu. It is a 5,000 capacity double-decker intimately appointed show court that is really quite a distance away from Court Philippe Chatrier and the rest of the hustle and bustle of the grounds. I took the walk over here this morning through a just a veritable oasis of gardens, botanical gardens. I believe it's called the Orangerie. It's just stunning and phenomenal. I've never taken such a walk to watch tennis before and I'm sitting high atop this stadium right now it is just absolutely gorgeous can look out and see green leafy trees and some buildings and watching Belinda Bencic and Magdalena Rybarakova practice nobody else in this stadium except for their coaches and one photographer it is absolute tennis paradise and that's a theme we're going to be hearing about quite often here at Roland Garros it's just beautiful it's my first visit to Roland Garros and I've been here for three days now and I've seen a lot of the grounds and I've seen an incredible transformation honestly it didn't look like they were going to have Court Philippe Chatrier ready to go but a day before the tournament and we will have um, Roland Garros kids day today and everything looks sparkly and brand new and ready to roll it just looked like there was so much construction going on and so much left to be done you had to wonder if they were behind schedule and that was sort of the whisper around the grounds but um, everything looks to be ready everything looks to be perfect and I'm just so thrilled to be with you on the Lucky Let Cord podcast again it's a Tennis Now production sponsored by Tennis Express I'm your host Chris Otto I'll be with you throughout the tournament try to be joining you every day and try to bring you some guests starting with tomorrow's podcast but for today I'm going to take it solo I'm going to break down a little bit of what we're going to see tomorrow yeah let's talk about the order of play why why not right um Roger Federer in action tomorrow on Sunday also Stefano Tsitsipas I'll take you through what we'll see on Chatrier it'll start with Angelique Kerber against Anastasia Potapova followed by Tsitsipas and Max Marderer then we get Lorenzo Sonego against Roger Federer Federer, of course, making his first appearance at Roland Garros since, wow, it's been a long time. I think it's 2015 since Federer played here. And uh, the 2009 champion is celebrating the 10-year anniversary of that triumph, one of the bigger triumphs of Federer's illustrious career. And he's also celebrating the 20th anniversary of his first appearance here when he took a wild card into the event. Roger Federer. 
came into press yesterday, was asked straight up by reporter Ben Rothenberg if he feels he could win this tournament. His first words out of his mouth were, I don't know. A bit of a question mark for me, says Federer. He's very realistic about this clay section of his schedule in 2019. The 37-year-old is appeared twice already on clay in Madrid and Rome and he's done quite well he was very careful protected his body pulled out in Rome after winning two matches in one day including a a thriller against Borna Chorch so he showed a lot of good form on the clay and I think maybe his expectations are low but I, but I do believe that he thinks that playing on the clay is helping his game so not only will he have a shot here at Roland Garros to do some damage it'll also help him in terms of shot tolerance, and in terms of fitness, playing on the clay this season, it'll help him later in the season at Wimbledon and at the U.S. Open. And so that's a good thing for Roger Federer, whether he wins this tournament or doesn't. Of course, yesterday we had Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal and many other top players talk to the media on Roland Garros Media Day. And it's just awe-inspiring to, to get a sense of what is about to transpire with Djokovic and Nadal, those two gunning for so many milestones here at Roland Garros. It's, gosh, it's a lot to think about. I get this image of two tectonic plates sort of shifting right now. And it's taken 10, maybe 15 years to build up both players' legacies. And now here they are colliding with Nadal, trying to become the first player in tennis history to win 12 major titles. At the same event, which is just phenomenal. I mean, he's the king of clay. He's 86-2 and two here at Roland Garros, 111-2 and two in five setters on clay. And then you have, and oh, by the way, he's also going for his 18th major title. Then you have Djokovic trying to become the first man in the open era to hold all four major titles at the same time. Not once but twice. And those two are the players we are likely to see in the final. I and mean, of course, a lot can take place between today, a day before the tournament, and, and Sunday, the second Sunday of the tournament when the men's final will be held. And you don't know that they're going to be in the final, but, but all fortnight long, we're going to be keeping an eye on those two and just getting excited about what might transpire here. A lot on the line in terms of tennis history at Roland Garros in 2019. So much. Um, but yeah, back to that order of play. I uh, didn't finish that, did I? Carolina Pliskova will be on after Federer on Chatrier. There's a full schedule of court on court Suzanne Longland, which is such a beautiful tennis court as well. Just, gosh, you just want to cry when you step into these courts and, and see them for the first time. Uh, I'm just so grateful to be here and be able to share this experience with you guys. Thomas Fabiano and Marin Cilic will open it up on Longland. Nisha Corey and Quentin Hallis, the Frenchman, will be next. Kristina Mladenovic, who's kind of experienced a little bit of uptick in her form with new coach Sasha Bayan. She'll play Fiona Farrow. And then also Sloane Stevens on Longland on Sunday against Misaki Doi. Over on this beautiful court, Simone Matu, we have Garbine Muguruza, a player we'll be talking about a little bit later in the podcast, so stay tuned for that against Taylor Townsend. We've got Marco Cecchinato against Nicholas Mau. Venus Williams will meet Elena Svitolina in an absolute popcorn first round match tomorrow and the last match on this beautiful did i mention this court's beautiful court simon matu will be david goffin and ricardus brancas so lots to look forward to on day one at roland garros and of course that is tomorrow um and again i mentioned that we had media day yesterday we spoke with a lot of the top players including simona Halep, madison keys and it seems to be that the sentiment is that the women's draw, which is widely thought by pundits and 
players alike to be very wide open is not quite as wide open as last year. Last year, Simona Halep, of course, remarked that there might be 15 or so favorites in this tournament, 15 players that could actually win the title. And of course, she was the one that emerged victorious in that emotional moment last year on Philippe Chatrier, winning her first major title. She says there's a little bit less in terms of favorites this year, maybe 10, maybe only 10. And that sentiment was echoed by some other players. And I looked through my women's draw today and counted out the 10 that I think are there. And I think it sounds about right. I mean, you can start in the top half of the draw. Got to think Naomi Osaka has a shot to win this title. I mean, you know, she's on a 14 match uh, Grand Slam winning streak, so let's not count her out just yet. Madison Keys is a player who could potentially win this title, right? She went to the semifinals last year. Serena Williams, we don't know much about her fitness or how her body will hold up, but she's definitely one that can win. I'm putting Ash Barty in there because she's just been so amazing this year. Yeah, maybe Clay's not the surface for her to win a first major, but I'm throwing her into that pile. Got Halep in there. I have Petra Kvitova, of course, in there. And on the lower half, that's six, by the way. On the lower half, I've got Sloane Stevens. I'm on the fence about Garmin Muguruza. We'll talk about that. I've got Elena Svitolina also on the fence a bit for her, but have to consider her as a potential winner. Kiki Burton's, oh yeah, you better believe that. And Karolina Pliskova. So I've given you 11 names. There are probably a few more. We didn't mention Yelena Ostapenko. We didn't mention Caroline Wozniacki. We didn't mention Bianca Andreescu, who, wow, we don't know what to expect from her. We didn't mention Maria Sakari. Can Maria Sakari win this title? You, you know, you never know. But, but I think there's about 10 names that you think, if you had to pick, you'd, you'd grab from those 10 and you'd take them against the field. But speaking of Muguruza, we talked to her in press yesterday, and I think she's a player who's been largely overlooked right now. I mean, especially given her history at Roland Garros, Muguruza, of course, the 2016 champion here with a 24-5 and career record at Roland Garros. She experienced her career breakout victory over Serena Williams here. She's reached at least the quarterfinals four times. And she was a semifinalist last year at Roland Garros. She's a player who hasn't had the best season. She managed to win a title in Monterey. She struggled with health issues just a couple weeks ago, pulling out against Azarenka in Rome. She says her fitness is better. She's feeling better. And it was interesting to speak with her because she's pretty upbeat. She seems to be kind of embracing the fact that she's under the radar, but she still very much believes that she's a contender for this title. Um, and let's hear from her a little bit, ask her some questions about about her form, about her health, and here's Garbine talking about her health. Well, better. I had um, time to recover. I went with my physio to, you know, to spend extra time to not hit with the ball, but um, work a lot in the gym and in the physiotherapy style, and yeah, I recovered pretty well. So far, I'm feeling much better. Yeah, I have incredible memories here. This is a special tournament. Um, growing up, always, you know, dreaming about winning here, especially growing up in Spain, which is such a, you know, a main objective. Um, so very excited to always be back here. I always got this special feeling, um, had a chance to play today on center court and, you know, brings a lot of memories. Um, I still believe, though, every tournament I play, doesn't matter if it's a Grand Slam or other tournament, I see myself as a possible champion, as a, you know, yeah. carrying the trophy. But obviously, one thing is to, to see yourself and it takes, you know, a lot of matches, a lot of good results. But um, yeah, I believe though. 
You know, Muguruza believes she can win this tournament, and she doesn't care about the ranking. Seated 19th here at Roland Garros, and I thought it was a little bit low, and I asked her if she was sort of frustrated by her current ranking, and here's what she had to say about that. You know, I... I don't pay attention a lot to the ranking, no. I, don't, I know more or less where I am. I know I'm seated, all this type of stuff. But at some point, the ranking, you know, stopped being as important. Of course, before, you know, it was, it was cool. It was so important what ranking am I. And once I've been in every single spot now, I can, you know, I can say luckily that I've been in every single spot. I feel like, yeah, it's great to be on the top rankings, but just because it means that you're playing well constantly. So um, that's what I'm looking for, really, not about the ranking, just to come up here, win some matches, um, you know, keep adding, keep adding. And at the end of the year, you're going to see your ranking and that's going to reflect your year. But um, yeah, I just have a purpose and patiently, I, I think I'll get there. There's been a lot of discussion about the ball that the women are using this year at Roland Garros, and it seems like the big heavy hitters are enjoying the fact that the ball is a little heavier than it usually is. Heard from Kiki Burton's on that subject, and also heard from Madison Keyes, who uh, seems to be real confident heading into this year's event. Has a 12 and 6 lifetime record at Roland Garros, has performed quite well on the clay, a surface that people maybe thought that she wouldn't be great on, but she's proven to really enjoy the surface. She likes having that extra time and really can impose her big game on players on the clay. And I think you have to consider her a favorite, especially if she gets through some er some early round matches. Um, she talked about that today, but first let's talk about the work that Madison Keys has done, the spectacular work rather that Madison Keys has done with the website Fearlessly Girl. She has taken a leadership role with this, with this growing movement of Fearlessly Girl and she had a huge day on the 21st where they took to Twitter. I believe the hashtag was Kinder Girl World Day. And it was real special to to have Keys really step to the forefront of this positive movement among women to with the purpose of making the Internet a safer, better place. She's come out for years now against social media bullying, and she's been a real strong voice in that regard. And it's just impressive to see Keys, a young player, just just really taking control of things and becoming a leader off the court. And I think it was just so impressive to see the support that she got from her peers. I mean, she was re retweeted by Shakira, something that she was very excited about. And I think it was just largely a grand success for Fearlessly Girl and for Madison Keys. And she talked about how much that meant to her yesterday in press. It was so great to see how it did. Obviously, I was a little bit nervous it being the first year and all of that, but um, I got a ton of support from my fellow WTA players, which was awesome. And then um, some other sports like figure skating and even the US Women's Olympic team. Yeah, so we got a lot of other sports. Keith told me she had about 100 million engagements on social media across all different platforms, which is just so impressive. Uh, here's what Madison said about that. It more exceeded my expectations as far as how many people got to interact with it. I, someone showed me the number that we had like 100 million interactions between everyone's Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all of that. So that was more of my surprise 
just because I wasn't expecting a number quite that high. Obviously very happily surprised by it. Um, but the WTA staff was great and they sent out emails to all of the players and they all came up to me before the day and they were all saying how excited they were and um, just to see that much support was really, really special. And lastly, here's Keys talking about how her role in Fearlessly Girl and the hashtag Kinder Girl World Day has inspired her and how being inspired in such a way can actually help her tennis. I think so. I think it's the reason that I started all of this was because I had created some sort of platform and people cared what I was thinking or saying. So that was the whole reason to start this and hopefully being able to keep building on that. And, you know, obviously now people are looking to me because of something like the other day. And hopefully we can just keep building on that. This edition of the Lucky Let Cord Podcast, a Tennis Now production sponsored by Tennis Express, is a wrap signing off from beautiful Court Simon Mathieu in beautiful Roland Garros in beautiful Paris. Pleased to be with you guys today. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned throughout the Roland Garros fortnight. We'll have a special guest tomorrow and we'll preview day one. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening.